Welcome everybody to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. How are you doing on this Taco Tuesday? I am so excited about this show because I have got WRBL Sports Director Jack Patterson. He is going to join the show in just a bit. We do have some sports to get into, including the return of Max Freed. The Braves get the victory over the Padres. And are the Golden State Warriors in trouble? Down 2-0 to the Sacramento Kings. I'll get into that as well. But first, before we get the show started, just want to remind everybody that you are listening to us on WQEE, Noonan Zone Station, 99.1 FM. I've been there for a little over a year now. The station manager, Ryan O'Neill, and I have built up a pretty good relationship. Sometimes he lets me come into the studio, and I call in every Tuesday, and you could check out that interview uh, Tuesdays around 820. And this show is right after Rod Peterson and right before Braves Country Baseball with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks, and I love this time slot. I love the fact that I get to do this show five days a week. And I also love the fact that I am now being relied on as a fill-in guy because of the broadcasting talent. And it's never given to you. It is always earned. Like the great Josh Pate once said, the grind is a blessing. And I am so blessed that I was able to be on the last segment on Sports Visions yesterday with Thrift Barringer and We spent the last 30 minutes talking about the Columbus River Dragons, the Rapids, NBA playoffs, and that 30 minutes went by fast. Because anytime you have this sports knowledge, you got two passionate sports talk show hosts that are just going back and forth, and they both love sports, and they are just going back and forth and feeding off each other, and it just makes for great radio. And uh, that's why Jack Patterson's a great guest. I'm starting to get him on more regularly trying to get his broadcast partner, Tyler Redman, on more often. And tomorrow, I'm going to have Justin Dale. He is my other Braves correspondent. Uh, Justin and Tyler are the two biggest Braves fans that I know, and they're going to break down the Braves. Uh, Hopefully, I'll get Tyler on in a couple weeks. Uh, WTVM's Tony Reese and WTVM's Jonathan Hoppy has also been guests on the show. And so, I am super blessed that the top four sports anchors in Columbus have been guests on my show. And Thrift Berenger is also going to be on the show as well. He is one of the top sports talk show hosts in Columbus, along with DJ Jones. And I was just super blessed to fill in for DJ that last half hour of Sports Visions. And you can catch it, a replay of it. I shared it on my social media. It's on the Sports Visions Facebook page. But Sports Visions, you can listen to... Mondays and Thursdays from 4 to 6 p.m. on the new Smooth R&B 92.1. And that is always a great time when I'm on Sports Visions. That was my fifth appearance, by the way, in case you're keeping track at home. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about sports here on this Tuesday. I'm excited. And this is episode 604. And I know I didn't really make a big deal about my 600th episode, and I haven't really done a show at Ivy. I want to try to build that relationship back with Ivy Park Sports and Grill because they used to be a sponsor of this show, 
and I'm going to talk to the manager and see if uh, we can get him as a sponsor again. I think that Ivy is a very good establishment up in northern Columbus. It's actually near Northside High School, and it's up in the Fortson area of Columbus. And I love Ivy Park so much, and I just want to make sure that they get some love here on the show. All right, so let's start with the Atlanta Braves and the return of Max Freed. You know, I knew that manager Brian Stinker was not going to keep him in the game very long, but he got the work done. Five scoreless innings, he threw 79 pitches, but all they needed was a two-run blast from Austin Riley and the Braves. Lucky number seven, seven-game win streak, 13-4 and four overall record. And the Atlanta Braves right now, if you are standings watching like I always do, they are two up on the New York Mets, which the Mets have a five-game win streak. See, isn't this fun? In the beginning of the Major League Baseball season, we already have two hot teams that are trying to nip at each other's heels for the division. That's pretty awesome. I love baseball right around this time. This is just a great time just to be a sports fan. So late last night, you know, we did have some NBA playoffs. You know, the 76ers, they took care of business against the Brooklyn Nets. I think they're going to sweep the series, maybe win it in five. Brooklyn might steal one at the Barclays Center. But the 76ers win the game 96-84, and they take a 2-0 series lead. Now for the nightcap, and I predicted on the show yesterday that the Warriors were going to bounce back and beat Sacramento to even the series at 1-1 and taking it back to the Chase Center for games three and games four. That did not happen as Draymond Green gets ejected, you know, anytime Draymond Green's not on the floor, the Warriors have no defense. The Warriors could not stop De'Aaron Fox. They could not stop Sabonis. And Malik Bunk coming off the bench, he's been the X factor for the Kings. I'm a Warriors fan, and I'm also a Kings fan. But the Sacramento Kings, they take a 2-0 series lead over the defending NBA champions, 114-106. And are the Golden State Warriors in trouble? I think that they could win their home games at the Chase Center, but they got to steal one in Sacramento, and it is hard, especially every time De'Aaron Fox hit a big bucket. That place went nuts. I've been to Sacramento Kings games at the old Arco Arena, and I know that the Golden One Center is not the same atmosphere as Arco Arena, but it is absolutely insane. Those fans in Sacramento love their Sacramento Kings. And I still have friends that live in Sacramento. It has been a long time coming. I left in 2005. Their last playoff appearance, I was still in college. I remember they played the San Antonio Spurs in the first round of the playoffs, and they still had some of their core pieces. They still had Mike Bibby. They had Brad Miller. I think Peja Stojakovic was on the way out. Yeah, they traded Peja Stojakovic for Ron Artest, now Meta World Peace. And that was the last great era of Sacramento Kings basketball when Rick Adelman was their head coach. And they were nicknamed the greatest show on court. And I remember that Sports Illustrated article as well. They had the cover of their starting five, which still to this day, I still believe the 2002 Sacramento Kings are the greatest starting five never to win an NBA title. Well, they will be back at it. Game three, Thursday night. Boy, these late starts. 10 p.m. 
in San Francisco at the Chase Center, the battle for Northern California. And, you know, I think the Warriors are going to win. But what if the Kings end up stealing a game in San Francisco? This series could get ugly. And then I know I'm overlooking what could possibly happen in the second round. Could we possibly have Keynes Lakers in the second round? How great would that be for myself as a sports fan in the last three years, get Giants, Dodgers in the NLDS, 49ers, Cowboys in the NFL playoffs, back-to-back seasons, and then Keynes Lakers? I don't know what I would do with myself. That's why I have a podcast. All right, I'm going to go ahead and take my first commercial break, but when we come back, I'm going to preview this upcoming Hawks-Celtics game. And did the Shaw Raiders make a statement last night on the campus of Northside with their victory as they go in red hot as they will host a playoff game? We'll be back in a moment. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home. Offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bugs, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Bond. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control. 34 Jefferson Street, Noonan. 770-954-9941. Want to give back to your community in a meaningful way? Cares for Kids is a Keller Williams Realty-founded charity in which 100% of money raised goes directly to children in need in our area. Cares for Kids helps fund local organizations like Angel's House, Coweta Casa, Elevate, and more. Help Cares for Kids reach their mission of serving 1 million children. Call 678-634-9770 today to learn more on how to be involved or text k for k Noonan to 44321 to donate. This week's Property of the Week is located at 688 Cheatham Road in Griffin, Georgia. This 32.14 acre track is waiting to find its new owner. This property features a three bed, two bath home built in 1890. An 18 by 28 utility shed ran with its own power and water, fencing for horses and other livestock, and timber such as pine, oak, and pecan trees. Call 678-634-9770 for more information. We are back on the show. This is the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I will have WRBL Sports Director Jack Patterson here on the show in just a bit. But the Atlanta Hawks, I don't know what to think of this team. I thought that they could give the Boston Celtics a game. They were down by 32. They cut it to 12. And the Celtics are just too good. The Boston Celtics have too much firepower. This is the same team that went to the NBA Finals last year. I know Robert Williams is banged up, but anytime they get their defense, like a Derek White or a Marcus Smart, and they disrupt Trey Young, Trey Young's going to have an off night. I predicted on the show yesterday that the Hawks are going to keep it closer, but I believe the Boston Celtics are going to win tonight. Game two tonight at the Garden Tip-off at 7 p.m. Some of the other games in the NBA tonight, we got the New York Knicks taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Knicks are leading the series 1-0. to 
you know, I think the Cavaliers can bounce back, but man, Julius Randle is going to be the X factor. And how about that acquisition of Jalen Brunson? Averaging 24 points a game, he is a candidate for most improved player, and rightfully so. And I feel that the Dallas Mavericks are kicking themselves by not re-signing Jalen Brunson. That's the difference. The Mavericks are not in the playoffs. The Knicks are. And I think the Suns are going to bounce back against the Clippers tonight. I mean, I think that the Suns can find a way to get their bench involved. I mean, we're looking at this team, and we know that Kevin Durant and Devin Booker can get their points, but is Chris Paul just getting too old? This could be problematic if the Suns do not get any production out of their bench. And we'll see how it goes. All right, NHL playoffs last night. It was the game ones of the series, and the Boston Bruins, best team in the NHL, had no problem over the Florida Panthers, 3-1. to one. You had the Carolina Hurricanes beating the New York Islanders 2-1. to one. The Minnesota Wild get the double overtime win over the Dallas Stars on the road. And then you got the L.A. Kings getting the overtime win over the Edmonton Oilers 4-3. to three. So tonight... We have the New York Rangers and the New Jersey Devils. You got the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Winnipeg Jets taking on the Vegas Golden Knights. And the Seattle Kraken taking on the defending cup champion Colorado Avalanche. High school baseball, the LaGrange Grangers are taking on Troop County tonight. Troop County is fighting for their playoff lives. You know they're 7-6 and six in the region. And Trinity Christian is 8-5. and five. They're taking on Fayette County. They own the tiebreaker with Trinity Christian. In order for them to get into the playoffs and be the number four seed, they have got to beat LaGrange. Kind of like in football, how LaGrange on the other side had to beat Troop County to get into the playoffs. Well, now head coach Tanner Glisson, who's got a team on the bubble of making the playoffs, they have got to beat LaGrange tonight, and this is going to be a big game. LaGrange is firing on all cylinders. They are one of the top teams in Georgia, and I think that head coach Donnie Branch has got a great team that could reach the state title like they did last season. Last night on the campus of Northside High School, the Shaw Raiders had a statement win over the Northside Patriots, the same Northside Patriots team that won the state title in 2019. These two rivals, bitter rivals up in North Columbus. You know, Northside's got bragging rights. They're 5A. Shaw is at 4A. You know, they always face each other in football, and Northside gets the best of them. Well, this time, Shaw took it to them, a 5-4 to victory over Northside. And the Shaw Raiders... They are riding high with a 19-10 and 10 record. They are going to host a region tournament for the first time in 10 years. So I'm excited to see what Shaw Baseball is doing in the Chattahoochee Valley. And we got a big game tonight on the campus of Columbus High because Northside is going to take on Columbus High today. And then Northside's going to take on Callaway on Thursday. So as the baseball season for high school wraps up, I will get into detail on all the playoff matchups in a couple of weeks. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, Jalen Hurts got paid yesterday. One of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. He is a top five quarterback, but the Philadelphia Eagles, they reach an agreement with Jalen Hurts on a five-year 
$255 million extension, $179 million guaranteed. It also features a no-trade clause. I don't think Jalen Hurts is going anywhere. He led the Eagles to that Super Bowl appearance and had an amazing Super Bowl pass for over 300 yards. Jalen Hurts is a top-five quarterback, and all the skeptics wanted to write him off when he was at Alabama. Well, Jalen Hurts, when he was at Alabama, he stayed the course, even though when he was benched for Tua Tungavailova, he was able to come into the SEC Championship game in 2018 in the second half, and he beat Georgia handily by himself. And yes, he transferred to Oklahoma. He was a Heisman finalist, and he got drafted in the second round. But the Eagles, with this optimism about who their franchise quarterback was, they already shipped off Carson Wentz. When they drafted Jalen Hurts, I know some Eagles fans thought, well, he's a backup quarterback. No, he is a franchise quarterback, and Jalen Hurts is here to stay. So congratulations to Jalen Hurts for getting the job done. And all I want to know is who is his agent? Oh, yeah, he's with Clutch Sports. They know how to get business done. All right. Could the NHL return to Atlanta? It looks like Forsyth County, the community of Alpharetta, is looking to build a $2 billion project that's going to rival the battery, and the arena could be ready in three years. They are trying to lure an NHL franchise to the city of Atlanta. If you all remember, the Atlanta Flames were back here in the 80s. They left for Calgary. They won a cup with Calgary in 1989. That one really hurt. And then the Atlanta Thrashers left Atlanta in 2011 and became the Winnipeg Jets, who right now are in the playoffs. That one hurts as well. I've been to many Thrashers games. Their fan base was not as well as I thought it could be. When they're winning, I mean, you're going to pack, at the time, Phillips Arena. But I think moving them away from downtown Atlanta and the fan base up in Alpharetta, I think that that's a pretty good fan base that is a hockey fan base. You have a melting pot in Atlanta. You have sports fans. Hockey can work in Atlanta. You just got to get the right venue and you got to sell it. And don't be surprised if Columbus River Dragons general manager Scott Brand gets lured into helping Atlanta get an NHL franchise because he is talented at what he does. And, you know, I hate to see him go, but uh, I think uh, that could be a possibility. No, I mean, you do have the Atlanta Gladiators right now in the ECHL, and they have some success. And I look at hockey in the ATL, and it could work, and I would love for them to bring back the Atlanta Thrashers' name. I know that a lot of people wouldn't like that. They would just like to get them a new name, but there's a reason why they, when they went to Winnipeg, they're not called the Winnipeg Thrashers. I think that Atlanta wanted to keep the Atlanta Thrashers' logo and colors just in case they ever got an NHL franchise again, and it's working in other cities. The NHL could work in Houston, it could work in Atlanta, and I also think it could work in Quebec. I mean, there was talks about Quebec getting a franchise. All right, we have flown by here on this show, but I think it's about that time to bring on WRBL Sports Director Jack Patterson. He is going to join the show after this commercial break. Don't go anywhere. We will be back with Jack Patterson from WRBL. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. 
Dine in, take out, it's Wishbone Fried Chicken, right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around, so great. Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A, here in Noonan. Got mold? Call the Mold Man, specializing in crawl space and interior mold remediation, encapsulations, and basement waterproofing since 2019. The Mold Man team takes pride in keeping your family healthy and your home mold free. Visit our website, themoldmanllc.com, to schedule a quote or give us a call at 678-227-9763. Hey sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern. You'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a Southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Once again, we are back here on the Sports Beat. And my next guest, he's no stranger to the Sports Beat. It's WRBL Sports Director Jack Patterson. Jack, I'm excited that you're back on the show. I appreciate you having me, Richard. Thank you so much for having me back on. Jack, we're a couple of weeks removed from the Masters, but that experience that you and Tyler Redman had in Augusta, I'm just excited just to hear about what that was like covering such an incredible event. Richard... Words really don't do that place justice. I can try to describe it for you, but honestly, it's Augusta National is just a really, really special and unique place that, you know, is second to none. It really is. Um, You know, when you go out on the course for the first time and you see everything, you know, it takes your breath away, whether it's your first time or whether it's your 20th time, you know, and it just really, really like I said, it's special. Like, you know, when you walk on the course and you're walking around the course and you see all the azaleas and all the other flowers in bloom and it's beautiful. Like, you know, I'll use what one of the um, things that Tyler said. The grass looks like turf, even though he knows it's not turf. That's how immaculate it is. Like, there's not, it's, it seems like there's not a piece of anything out of place. Uh, it, it like I said, the place is just special, and that's just the course, you know. You know, you don't even talk about the energy that the patrons bring, and then you know, actually seeing the best of the best that golf has to offer, you know, on the course, you know, getting to see Tiger Woods and Roy McElroy, Phil Milkerson, and you know, all these other guys, Columbus's own Russell Henley and Ben Carr, you know, like I said. This year's Masters was really special. Obviously, it was the last one for Larry Mize, the first one for Ben Carr, then uh, Columbus Wrestling resident Russell Henley going and finishing fourth in the Masters. Like, it was a special, special year. 
for the Masters. And I'm, you know, I'm a blessed man for being able to be a part of it and being able to witness it up close in person. Oh, absolutely. And I'm glad that you were able to share that experience here on the show. Uh, we do have a very busy week of local sports in the Chattahoochee Valley. The baseball season's wrapping up in high school. We're going to start baseball playoffs pretty soon. Uh, we were at that press conference for the Columbus River Dragons on Saturday. It looks like that the River Dragons will be playing in Columbus for the next five years as they renew their lease to the Columbus Civic Center. And those new unis are looking nice for next season with the fifth season. It's just incredible. And just that weekend, knowing that those two games against Carolina were absolutely huge. I actually was watching both games from start to finish because that's how important these two games were. But what was that atmosphere like as you were covering the River Dragons this weekend? I mean, it was a playoff atmosphere because in this, in essence, it was a playoff game. You know, it was for the division title on Saturday night in the Civic Center. And, you know, everybody was riding on a high early on, you know. You know, through two periods, the River Dragons were up three to one. You know, you thought that, you know, you could start tasting the division title. And then Carolina comes out early in the third period. They score that second goal. And, you know, it's like, uh-oh. And then, you know, later in the third, you know, you feel like you're close you just got to hang on they get that equalizer and then we go to overtime no score there so we go into a shootout where everything anything can and usually does happen and you know both goaltenders were playing out of their minds recently Brandon Colgan and the Carolina goaltender and you know Carolina were able to get their first two shots in and you know, we couldn't we couldn't get one past the Carolina tender. He was hot at the right time, and that's what gave Carolina the division. And you know, still got the two seeds in the division, but you know, it does make things a lot harder because you know, if the two teams do meet, which is quite possible in the playoffs, Carolina's going to have home ice advantage. So that means you're going to probably have to win one at the fairgrounds in Winston Salem, which we just did on Friday night. But needless, you know. You don't need me to tell you. They'll tell you the same thing. The fairgrounds is not an easy play to win, easy place to go and get a win. The River Dragons will take on the Motor City Rockers this Wednesday, Game One of the first round of the Commissioner's Cup playoffs. Game Two is going to be Friday night at the Columbus Civic Center, and a Game Three on Saturday if necessary. Jack, hopefully we don't have to play that Game Three. Hopefully the River Dragons will wrap up the series in two games against Motor City and get that well rest getting ready for possibly Carolina in the second round. But I cannot wait for Friday night. I mean, I expect to see a lot of fans at the Columbus Civic Center. And I know that yourself is probably going to be there at the Civic Center, right, Jack? Or or your partner over there, Tyler? I mean, uh, yeah, who's covering the River Dragons this Friday? We haven't made a decision on who's going to cover it yet. We still got to see what's going on, you know, on the – we but we'll have somebody there. There's no doubt about that. All right, Jack, switching gears to the Columbus Rapids. Uh, first of all, hats off to the workers at the Columbus Civic Center for getting the turf ready. They probably had to work early Sunday morning to get the turf for the final home game at the Columbus Civic Center Sunday afternoon, where the Rapids, both teams victorious as they beat the Tampa Bay Strikers. And the playoffs are within reach. Right now, the women's team is in third place. The men's team is in fourth place. With all the turmoil that has happened this season, 
for both teams to weather the storm. And actually, I was calling the game yesterday, Jack, and the turnover on the men's team's roster, a lot of those names, 75% of the names I don't even recognize. It was a very tough season, but we got through it, and I actually thought that the final home game actually was a success. Absolutely, Richard. And listen, once you get into the playoffs, as we saw last year in the NISL, once you get into the playoffs, anything goes. So as long as you're in, you've got a shot. And I think that's the, you know, the MO for the Rapids right now is that you're in. And despite everything this team has gone through, you know, you still got a shot at a title here. You know, it's and I think it's just, you know, for them just going and playing like you have nothing to lose. You know, you're not, you know, by no means are you the favorite right here. So, you know, just go out there and play good soccer and see what happens. And, you know, the opportunity is there, but they've just got to capitalize. I do want to talk about the women's team because I feel this team could win a championship. The teams in the women's bracket are evenly matched. Memphis, Central Florida, they were able to beat Tampa Bay. They got two more games going up against Fayetteville and then going up against Tampa Bay. But Olivia Gerald, you had her on your on your sidelines podcast with you and Rex Castillo. She is a superstar in Columbus. I mean, a local legend at Columbus State. I kind of feel the goal scoring is down this year for Olivia. She's kind of taken a back seat. The leading goal scorer is Carly Banks. That front line of Carly Banks, Olivia, and Callie O'Connor has been deadly this year. But knowing the personality of Olivia, she just wants to win. And so when you add a couple more superstars that played for Rome last year that finished in second place, that really means a lot for a player like Olivia Gerald to actually have more firepower. And and we're just used to her just being the star in the Fountain City. Absolutely. I mean, just dating back to her time at CSU, she's always been that star player. But when you have an opportunity where a player like Olivia Gerald is, you know, doesn't have to have that pressure of having to do everything like that is huge to be able to have that opportunity to have other players be able to, you know, come alongside her and take that load off and everybody, you know, have, you know, putting together, you know, a good game around her and let her utilize her skills in other fashions. That's a huge deal. So the opportunities are definitely there for the women. The opportunities are definitely there for the women, but they obviously have to, you know, once again, it's the playoffs. Anything goes. So you definitely have to get things on the right track and quickly because it's, you know, one and done. Jack, one of the hottest teams in the Fountain City is Columbus State women's softball. I feel that this team can go to the softball championship in Chattanooga. I mean, this team is just incredible. I just enjoy the broadcast with Scott Miller. I mean, we we both were jokingly talking about the broadcast where Columbus State won it in walk-off fashion. They were down by one run. They got a walk-off home run and to win it, but they got a, a home run before in the first at-bat to tie it. And uh, Scott Miller said, hey, I'll, I'm going to take my shirt off if she hits a home run here and and." He did. <laughs> it was incredible. Oh, uh, man, what a wild, wild time that game was, you know. And, well, I mean, CSU softball has kind of been the revelation of the spring around these parts. You know, right now, 22-0 and 0 at home. They have not lost in the city of Columbus. I mean, inside of Cougar, Cougar Field all season long. They have been incredible. 
incredible this year. Inside the top 25 now, the new ranking should be coming out not too long from now, actually. But they were number 24 last week, and then they go perfect at home. And now, you know, two more games, you know, in the Peach Belt. The opera, you know, no, number one is still a regular season title. It's still within play. And you got to keep in mind, they're battling the number one team in the country, North Georgia, for that. They took two or three on the row against North Georgia uh, over Easter weekend. This team is extremely talented, and it feels like they are just clicking at the right time. And if they can keep it going, man, you know, anyone, you know, I, I hate to say it again. I don't want to sound cliche. But when you get in the NCAA tournament, man, anything is possible. So if the Cougars can go on a run here, you know, make a run in the Peach Belt, get a Peach Belt tournament title as well, you know, set themselves up for potentially getting, a, you know, some home time in the NCAA tournament. Because I think it's a pretty safe bet there in the NCAA tournament at this point. So if you can get some home time in the NCAA tournament, once again, you never know what you can do, especially in a – you know, a double elimination tournament, you never know what you can get done. And this this team is extremely talented. And Hannah Rose Corbin, the all-time home runs leader for the Columbus State Lady Cougars. I expect her name to be in the Columbus State Lady Cougars Hall of Fame uh, in about five years and looking forward to that. And let's talk about the Columbus State baseball team. I mean, they fell on hard times a little bit, got swept by Young Harris. Uh, they took two out of three against Augusta University, but they're in prime position to make some noise in the Peach Belt and uh, try to duplicate what they did last year. They were one game away from going to the D2 College World Series. They went to the Super Regionals where they took on North Greenville. But Columbus State Baseball has always been just a great team, and Coach Appleton has got a juggernaut there at uh, Burger King Field at Ragsdale Stadium. Exactly. And a lot of people didn't expect it this year, Richard. You know, there was a lot of turnover turnover on that roster from a year ago. But and there was a lot a lot of pieces that had to be replaced, you know, both offensively and in the pitching staff. But they've been able to get the job done. They've had a, a few heartbreakers this year. You know, that one nothing game against Augusta on Friday was just a heart wrenching game where Nor Noah Windhorse pitched to Jim in a untimely error was the only run that scored in the game. But CSU definitely has an opportunity there in the middle of the pack in a crowded peach belt. But, you know, opportunity abounds for this CSU Cougars team. And as long as CSU gets those bats going, I think the pitching will be there. So I think that's going to be the key for CSU, you know, heading through the end of the regular season and in the peach belt tournament. If they can get those bats going. They'll be in good shape. Jack, we got about two more weeks left to go in the regular season for high school baseball. Two teams that come to mind, which I feel, and, and tell me if you agree with me, that could win a state title. Over on the Alabama side, the Glenwood Gators. They have looked unstoppable. And on the Georgia side, I think the LaGrange Grangers are peaking at the right time. They went to the state championship last year, and they beat Troop County. They played Troop County one more time on Tuesday and I think that they're going to roll into the state playoffs. Uh, would you agree? Oh, well, let me start over with Glenwood over there. You know, Glenwood, they've been a juggernaut this year. At last check, 34-3 and three on the season. You know, they have been unreal this year. And honestly, I think it's title or bust for the Gators. You know, that team, they've been, you know, 
Tim Fanning's teams, they have always they're always good. They're never not good. But it's been a while since we've had a Glenwood state championship. It's been since 2017. That's that's a big drought for Glenwood. So I think this year they can definitely break that drought. They have the talent to do it, they have the pitching to do it. And honestly, I think the only thing that can beat Glenwood is Glenwood. So I think Glenwood definitely is on a collision course for a state title in Montgomery coming up in May. And then sw- swinging over to Georgia, you know, you talk about LaGrange. That's experience, Richard. You know, they went up to Rome and played in the 4A state title game series last year and played against the number one team in the state, one of the top teams in the country in North Oconee, and gave them a fight. You know, a lot of people counted them out, and North Oconee had to fight to get that state championship. So it was far from easy. So I definitely would not sleep on the Rangers by any stretch of the imagination. A couple other teams you also got to keep in mind, you know, don't ever sleep on a Steve Smith Calvary Christian team. So uh, Calvary Christian, they feel like they're on a collision course for another state title as well. And then a couple other teams to keep an eye on, uh, I got to give a shout out to my alma mater, the Shaw Raiders. They're going to host their first home playoff series since I was in high school. So a huge, huge deal. Howie Shackelford has got that squad playing at a high level. They're the two seed out of that region, and they will host a home playoff series for the first time in a very long time. So a good deal for them. And then back over in Alabama, I always say you've got to keep an eye on that trifecta. Central, Auburn, and Smith Station. You know, those three teams, they beat the heck out of each other in the area. And, you know, I can't remember the last time that one of those three did not represent the South in the seven-day state championship series. So, you know, you definitely have to keep an eye on them. And then I'll bring this to your attention because this just came to my attention right before we came on the air, Richard. And I got to give a shout-out to them because – you know, I can't tell you in my 10 years covering sports here if this has ever happened. And, in fact, it hasn't. The Beulah Bobcats made the playoffs this year. So, give a shout-out to them. They're heading on the road to play Excel. So, a, good, a big shout-out to them because that hasn't happened in over 10 years. So, longer than I've been on the sports, you know, working at WRBL, you know, covering sports. So, definitely a big shout-out to them. But, as usual, a lot of teams contending for state championships in our area. Jack, I cannot wait for the playoffs, and I cannot wait to watch you and Tyler Redman on WRBL for all the coverage. But we talked a lot about local sports here in the Chattahoochee Valley. Let's switch switch gears and talk about some of the sports in Georgia because, Jack, you're a Braves fan. You're a Falcons, Georgia fan, Hawks fan. Right now the Hawks are in the playoffs against the Boston Celtics. Braves are on a six-game win streak. We had the G-Day game uh, this past uh, Saturday, and – it looks like Carson Beck is going to be the starter. I mean, I don't think that Georgia is going to fall off, but you being a fan of the Georgia sports teams, and you know what? I forgot about Atlanta United getting a big 2-2 draw against Toronto FC. I mean, what has impressed you the most about all these Georgia professional sports teams, and not to mention the Falcons in the offseason? What an offseason they're having in anticipation for this upcoming NFL draft. I mean, you could, you know, touch on highlights for every one of those teams, Richard. You know, obviously the Georgia quarterback battle is huge and it's something that we'll be tracking, you know, as we get closer to the start of the season. But right now it does look like Carson Beck is the front runner 
for that starting quarterback job. And, you know, I think one big question besides the quarterback is the receiving core. And the receiving core looked like they had a pretty good, good day on Saturday. So that's something we'll be keeping an eye on. And then the Atlanta Braves, they're red hot. And I really think, you know, and the shocking thing is they're red hot and they've been banked up. You know, they haven't had Max Free since game one. He'll be back this week. You know, you got Orlando RC on the DL. You got Michael Harris on the IL. You know, so they, you know, the Braves have been doing this and they have not been healthy. So a huge, huge win for them, you know, being able to be 12 and four. And you're not anywhere close to 100%. So I think that only speaks for the promise that this season can bring as long as everybody stays healthy. Um, and having had their closer all season, I should say. So definitely the promise is high as long as everybody can stay healthy. Uh, then we talk about the Hawks, that huge play-in win down in Miami to get them to seven seed. Now, obviously, game one against the Celtics didn't go the Hawks away. But, you know, it's a best of seven. So. You know, you regroup and you try to go steal one in Boston in game two before you come back down to the A for game three. So, but definitely impressed with what the Hawks are able to do in Miami. And they can bring that game against the Celtics, which is far from easy. The Celtics are a really good team. They went to the NBA Finals for a reason last year. But if they can get that done, if they can bring that kind of game against the Celtics, I, I like their chances. So, We'll see how game two and, you know, the rest of the series pans out for the Hawks. And then the Falcons, you talk about their offseason, you know, a lot of people have been, you know, frustrated that the Hawks aren't pursuing Lamar Jackson. But I think that the um, what they're doing in free agency and via trade is going to be so, so helpful for the future, not just this year, but down the line as well. You know, trying to shore up that defense, which let's just be honest, the defense had been a sieve for the last few years. So being able to shore up that defense, being able to bulk up the offensive line, you know, I really think, you know, the opportunity is there. You know, if if Desmond Ritter is the guy, it's fantastic. But if he's not the guy, you still have the opportunity to go and get somebody next year. So I really, really like what the Falcons have done in this offseason and really hopeful for the future. I This is probably the most positive offseason I've had as a Falcons fan in a pretty good while. And then Atlanta United, man, how about it? Gonzalo Pineda has got those boys playing at a great level, you know, despite being, you know, you know, they're banged up a little bit too. Brad Guzan, he's going to be out for a little bit. But, you know, the, uh, Atlanta United is playing great. Yorgos Yakamakis has been a revelation since he's come over from Greece, and he's been fantastic. He got the first goal in that 2-2 draw against Toronto FC, and, you know, they're third in the East right now, which we have not been able to say in a long time. And, you know, there's been a lot of changeover, obviously, the first season without, you know, the franchise player, Joseph Martinez, but, I mean, if you're an Atlanta United fan, you can't help but be happy with what you've seen so far. So uh, I think that covers everybody, Richard. Oh, absolutely. It does. And and you you being a Georgia fan, I, I, you know, it, it's all about the Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, we could talk Georgia Tech, but I know that, that wouldn't be. No, I Jack, as always, you've been a great guest. I always enjoy it when uh, you come on. And, and you're a broadcast partner, too, Tyler Redman. He's been on a couple times, too. I enjoy it when he comes on as well. 
And uh, definitely keep up the good work, both of you here in the Chattahoochee Valley covering sports. I, I can't wait till football season as uh, we get locked and loaded with the prep zone. Uh, but before I let you go, Jack, just tell all my listeners where they can find you on social media and on the news, on the sports coverage. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at TV. You can follow me, follow the News 3 Sports team on Twitter as well at WRBL Sports. You can follow us on Facebook at WRBL News 3 Sports. And, of course, catch us on TV, WRBL News 3, the CBS affiliate here in the Chattahoochee Valley. We'll have you covered on all things sports every day throughout the week. All right. That was WRBL Sports Director Jack Patterson. Thank you, Jack, so much. Anytime, man. All right, thank you once again for listening to another episode of The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.